Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 746, recorded live on December 17th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man whose Hanukkah starts tomorrow night, Dave Pillay. Oh shit. <laughs> and the man whose Christmas starts tomorrow afternoon, Andy Lowe. Hi. That's an early Christmas, Andy. Yes, it is the first of the three Christmases this year. Okay. I, I suppose I should ask, are we recording next week? Uh, oh, that's, uh, well, that's... That is what, Christmas Eve. Well, I'm not going anywhere for Christmas. That that would be, the, the first Christmas is tomorrow. We are going over to see Kate's sister's family. So that will be the first Christmas. And then mm-hmm. Christmas Day is my family. Like just just me and Kate and Isaac and Megan, just the four of us. The immediate family. Yes. Yeah. And then the thirtieth, you're going over to my sister's house for my extended family. Okay. So yes, so there's three Christmases this year. First one is tomorrow. So Christmas Eve, I do not believe we are doing anything. Okay. Outside of so, are we recording on Christmas Eve? Could okay. If you if you change your mind, let me know. I have no plans. Well, I'm guessing you don't have any plans for Hanukkah tomorrow. I'm not particularly. No. Okay. I don't know what I would. I mean, light the menorah. That's that's the plan. It's a very very good plan. Very simple plan. You do realize it's a minor holiday, right? Okay, so what is is it just what what is the the major holiday? Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur. Okay, the, that's the what I was thinking. The two of those are like the big. Those are referred to as the high holy days, which you know for Easter and Christmas, so. right? Um, Passover is, is a sizable one, but mostly Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yeah. I'm glad I was, I was going to guess those two and I'm glad I was right. Good. Granted, if you ask me to name any other Jewish holiday beyond the four that we have already mentioned. (laughs) Yeah. I'm out. Okay. There's a lot of them. There, there are indeed a lot of them. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. How many Christian holidays are there besides Christmas, Easter? I'm going to include like all of the pre-Easter, Easter stuff lumped with Easter. Oh, so Ash Wednesday, Maud uh, Thursday, Good Friday don't count. No, that's that's all Easter. Now I have to look this up because I know there's some of them in there. And we also won't get into the whole, like, Eastern Orthodox versus Catholic, like... Uh, All Saints Day, uh, Ascension Day, which is technically Easter. Yeah, I was going to say, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Christmas Day, Easter Day, Epiphany. Well, that's the that's the that's technically the end of the 12 days of Christmas. Good Friday, nope, that's Easter. Lent and Ash Wednesday, technically Easter. Yep. Pentecostal Sunday. 50 days after Easter, but not part of Easter. <clears throat> wow, there is, there's, there's not a lot there. Well, I mean, if all of the holidays are surrounding the acts of Christ, yes, there's his birth and his death. 
And that's that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Palm Sunday, Ma- Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter, Ascension, Pentecost, Trinity Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, there's All Souls Day. So that's, All you know. All Souls Day and All Saints Day. Yes. I guess, like, certain saints also have their day. Yes, like, yeah, St. Andrews, St. Nicholas, St. Patrick's, St. Joseph. So, oh, yeah, Santa Lucia Day. Uh, Which is? Scandinavian, honoring St. Lucy. Uh, That's where um, the, uh, a female member of the house normally would actually walk around with a lighted candle wreath on their head and bring coffee and scones basically okay. to the other members of the house interesting yes um so yeah the santa lucia she dresses up in the gown and has the wreath and everything and the boys are supposed to dress up as star boys Why? which yeah that they got the short end of the stick on that one what is a star boy it sounds like a DC comic superhero. They basically walk around with like a, a wizard's hat on. That sounds amazing, Andy. <clears throat> I'm waiting to hear where this is a downside. Yes, in Swedish tradition, boys too dress up in white gowns, but wear a pointy hat with stars. They are called star boys and originate from Saint Saint Stephanos. Legend says that Stephanos worked in King Herod's stables and gave the horses water when he saw the star of Bethlehem. He ran to Herod and told him the news of the the new king of Jews was born. King Herod said that is as likely as if this fried rooster would come alive and call. And supposedly at that point, the rooster flew up and called that Christ is born. Hmm. So yes, the, the boys would walk around with a little, a wand with a star on it and wear a pointy hat with stars on it. Okay. So legit, like a stereotypical wizard costume. Yes. So, yeah. All right then. Well, happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. Yep. Yeah, we have we we we've got our tree up. Still, we're still doing most of the soft ornaments, though. So. Mm-hmm. We've got our tree up. We've got our our ornaments up. Uh, most of our ornaments are things we have. That, that were not ornaments to begin with, but we have turned them into ornaments. And... It works out really well. You go like, to Home Depot, you buy a bunch of, like, small, small eye hooks, and you buy, like, you go to, to Goodwill and raid the toy section, and you get, like, all these little figures and figurines that you just drill a hole into, screw the eye hole into, and then you can hang them up. So we've got, like, Pokemon, we've got He-Man. You know, that's actually a good idea. Yep. You're welcome. I'll have to remember that, yep. Kate's just been able to knit a whole bunch of um, ornament balls, which we actually have some of the uh, ones on there that have, like, Space Invaders and such. Nice. Mm -hmm. She was also able to get the string of star trek lights so um there is a string of christmas lights over by the tree that have most of the different versions of the enterprise and i see some shuttles and a, i think a voyager over there and a bird of prey klingon or romulan 
It's hard to tell from here. It's green on a green curtain. So, um, unsurprisingly, it's hard to see. Yeah. Which, for a bird of prey... Makes sense. Makes sense. Hey, look at us making Star Trek jokes. Yep. So. Yes. Should we talk about topics? Yes. Because I found a bunch of them. You did. And some of them look rather interesting. Uh, the first of which I'd like to, to chat about is the Apple planning to support sideloading by 2024. That one was like, I, I was very surprised when I read that. I was like, oh, but then I was realized that, oh, it's, it's an EU thing. So yeah, I, I mean, it's an EU thing and it's a like writing on the wall thing. Cause this was what the whole Fortnite, Apple and Google thing was all about was right. So I, I wonder how much of it was, cause that ended in a settlement, right? Yes. And they do not need to disclose to the public the terms of said settlement. Yes, but in fact, I believe they can't disclose the terms of said settlement. Yes. But the, the catalyst to this was the digital markets act that the EU mm. had, uh, when did they, uh, da, 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 September. Yeah, it entered into force on November 1st. Most of the requirements will be enacted by May 2nd, 2023. Yeah, that that sure sounds like a, oh shit, we got to get ahead of this right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, yeah, so you'd be allowed to do sideloading of apps and third-party app stores. And supposedly, Mm -hmm. they will uh, open other features via API to third-party developers. So, Apple Payments, the Apple Camera. How much of a cut do you think they're going to take? I don't know. But, yeah, no, Apple third-party payment systems, it's, it's... it looks like somebody's taking a sledgehammer to the walled garden of Apple. <laughs> that somebody being the European Union. Yep. Yeah. As, as I said, like it makes me happy and excited to know about it, but like absolutely, it is a oh shit, we don't want to get involved in like legislation and bogged down by that. We want to be able to keep making money and selling things and doing things. There's probably some sort of hefty fine. Yep. That would not surprise me one bit to know that there was a rather sizable fine associated with this. I'm trying to look through the actual wording here, but ugh. Oh, is it is it bad? Yeah, it's all contractees. Ugh. Yeah. <clears throat> the first party and the second party and the who's a what's it? Having regard to the proposal from the European Review, uh, Commission, having regard to the treaty on the functioning of the European Union, in particular Article 114, therefore of, after transmission oh, of the draft God. legislative act to the national parliament. And that's just the frickin' intro. Yeah, that's... Uh... But hey, there are people who this is their job and their life. Yeah. Who well, who was it? It was um, Jeff Monahan. On um, Instagram, he actually does what he calls a fine print Friday, where he actually looks at contracts and legalese sort of things there, and is like, "Is is Jeff a lawyer now?" I I I hope so. Or is he just doing this for fun? I don't know. Hold on, I think I'm Facebook friends with him. <laughs> 
I should be. I'm like Facebook <laughs> friends with everybody in our class. Right, everybody. right. Because our class was that perfect spot to get hit by Facebook. Yes. Studied law at Syracuse University College of Law, sports Sounds management. Like a lawyer. Yep. Well, studying law does not make you a lawyer, but sounds well, like you may know a thing or two. <clears throat> March Madness, March Madness. No, don't need that. <laughs> I mean, not for another two months. Yep. <clears throat> oh, I'd have to pull up his Instagram here because it's not showing up on there. Where is he? monahanlegal.com okay here we go oh that sounds promising yes i serve as general counsel to growing businesses and talented people usually in the la area okay so yes he is a lawyer yes yes he is so there you go so yes he he does a thing on instagram every friday about digging into fine print stuff which is just sometimes hilarious and also sometimes extremely sad i will have to check that out now there's a project andy what? Going through our high school class in preparation for the, the high school class reunion <laughs> next year, mm-hmm. our 20-year reunion, and getting an interview from as many people as we can. Well, I've got a yearbook around here somewhere. Either I do or Kate does, one of the two. <clears throat> that would have to be a freaking full-time job for a couple of months yeah that would be an intense undertaking that is not something to be tackled lightly no nor is it something i think we should actually do no i do not have time for that but it's just kind of a funny like i wonder like what stories are there in the what 350 people who graduated with us something around that yeah well especially kate's got a spreadsheet of um you know life events yeah like who married to who and when who had kids and now she's staring at me outing my spreadsheet it's already been outed it's been talked about before dave says we've talked about it before at some point yes we should really get is um taryn hartman because uh, she does uh television production stuff in new york so oh, nice Speaking of knowing these, you know, stories. Right, knowing what people are up to and what their stories are. <laughs> Trying to get video interviews of everybody in our class. Oh, that's not Yeah, I know. And it's not, I'm not going <laughs> to. That's not the point. The point isn't to make it happen. That's crazy talk. No, the point is to get somebody, know, who, know somebody who can. Yeah, and who would be interested in it. Yep. Which is to say, not me. I mean, that's not entirely true. I'd actually be very interested if, like, someone were willing to finance it. <laughs> what was that? I guess it's Bird O'Clock. Oh, is it one of those toys? Yes. When the lights went out? Yep. Okay. Turned off the Christmas tree lights at 11, and so... So it's Bird O'Clock. It's Bird O'Clock, yep. So is this news from Apple going to make you interested in getting an iPhone? Oh, fuck no. Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Like, what are you smoking that you would even think that that would be the thing? I just just had to throw it out there and see. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. All right. Uh, We should probably move on to another topic, though. Okay. What else would you like to talk about? Well, I'm... 
up for whatever. You said there were some interesting ones. I mean, John Carmack leaving meta (laughs) and going out with a bang saying like, yeah, this is, this is bad. (laughs) I've always been pretty frustrated with how things get done at Facebook slash meta. Everything necessary for spectacular success is right there, but it doesn't get put together effectively. We have ridiculous amounts of people and resources, but we constantly self-sabotage and squander effort. There is no way to sugarcoat this. I think our organization is operating at half the effectiveness that would make me happy. Ouch. Poor Zuck. That's a a Zucker burn. (laughs) Like, he's just, that's, that's, ouch. Carmen. I don't think he's wrong. Like, yeah, he, he had talked about how he had tried to push for the development of a super cheap, super lightweight Meta VR headset that could come in at $250 and 250 grams. And instead, they Holy came out with shit. the $1,500 Quest Pro. I mean, if he could do that, that would that would change the industry. Yes, yes, it would. But there's no way. Like, no one at Facebook is going to okay that. There's no way you're going to get the cost down that much and still have it be a good enough display and good enough sensors. It, it, it'd be like, um, what was it, Google Cardboard? I remember Google Cardboard. I used Google Cardboard. I did as I well. I still have the Google Cardboard box, but like that, it didn't work. No. No, it didn't. Certainly not well. No, it didn't work well. But like that's when I hear a $250 price point, that's what I'm just picturing is something like. Because that's even, what it's got to be. Right? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, props to him for, for saying this is what we should do, but it, that's just not going to fly. Nope. <clears throat> um. Okay. So, yeah, no, it's somebody else just trying to yeah. put a nail in the metaverse so if they just need Zuckerberg just needs to stop. He just needs to nobody here's the thing. Both Zuckerberg and Musk are going through this phase in their life where they have an absolutely obscene amount of money, like enough money to make any rational person sick that they have that much money. Mm-hmm. And they are both running into this situation where they are realizing their money isn't going to solve everything for them. With Zuckerberg, it's the metaverse, and that, like, no matter how much money you have, people aren't going to enjoy this dumb idea. And with Musk, it's Twitter. (laughs) All of Twitter. Just everything that's surrounding Twitter. Yep. And what's really sad is the fact that Twitter is now starting to drag Tesla down with it. By a lot. Yeah. Um, My portfolio is not thrilled at this, but like people are starting to recognize that Elon Musk is a con man and that any company that's run by Harold Hill probably isn't a great investment. Granted, this can actually lead into one of our other topics. Sure. Um, Because if you talk about Elon Musk, you have to talk about SpaceX. And you don't have to. But, you know, that's... You You can choose to not talk about Elon Musk if you're going to talk about SpaceX. Yeah, well, yes, but SpaceX right now um, looks to be one of the only European and American launchers in the business right now. What? Wait, what? Because Blue Origin is developing the new Glenn, but we're not sure when it's going to fly. Uh-huh. ULA... <clears throat> 
is retiring the Atlas V rocket because it uses Russian-made engines, which they're not buying anymore from Russia because nobody's buying anything from Russia. And so using Russia as a launch vehicle is off of everybody's plate. But the the replacement engine will not be ready for its first launch until sometime in 2023. So Russia's gone, ULA's gone, Blue Origin's not even so, on the block. Yeah, so if you the, want to go to space... The EU only has two Ariane 5 rockets left, and the Ariane and 6... single use. Yeah, and the Ariane 6, once again, is sometime in 2023. So right now, as soon as those two Ariane 5 rockets are <laughs> gone... SpaceX is literally they, they have okay yes i i there's got to be a backup right like they have to have something in storage of oh shit we really need to go to space like right now right right andy please nope they have nothing yeah, you don't the, think that there's the the chief policy advisor for the planetary society is quoted as saying at the moment it's really just SpaceX. We're down to a single provider for a vast portion of U.S. and even European launches. So we're at this weird choke point. That does not bring me joy. Yes. He said, fortunately, you know, SpaceX is able to launch 50 to 60 times a year, which they proved this year. By launching 50 to 60 times. Yes. But that still does not bring me joy. Nope. That that brings me worry. Yeah, and UL, the ULA's CEO has said multiple times in previous interviews, for the past 20 to 30 years, there have always been more launch provider capacity than there have been missions. Now the tables have turned. The scarcity environment is a big shift in our industry. So SpaceX is going to make buckets of money. Mm-hmm. Until somebody else can get their stuff off the ground, literally get their stuff off the ground. Literally off the ground, right? Like Yes. The Vulcan, the New Glenn, and the Ariane 6, as soon as one of those start to fly, then, you know, then we can actually start, you know, looking at a second person. But for goodness sakes, Amazon is buying launches on SpaceX to put their own Kuiper satellites into orbit. They are literally buying from the competition in order to get their product in the air. And the ULA guy is like, look, you guys have to start just pre-buying launches now because there'll be more and more commercial launches <laughs> in the future and you don't want to get caught in a position where you can't get on a manifest when you want to or have the flexibility that you had in the past. Right. But just like, Ooh, yep. I, I remember celebrating Andy like a year ago when they launched the Falcon heavy and they're like, yay, we can like go to space again. And then they launched the, the dragon capsule and we're like, yay, we can put people into space again. But hearing this, it's like, Oh shit. Yep. Everybody else. But it's like, Hey, you know, nobody, everybody thought that the other ones were going to be spun up by now, but everybody else, I hate to say what? it, dropped the ball. What happened? Everybody dropped the ball. 
dropped the ball. Granted, and also Russia invading Ukraine was something that nobody saw. But like, I guess because we can't use the Soyuz. Yep. Like, can't use the Soyuz. Can't use the Russian engines. Can't use any anything from Russia. You just can't. You can't touch it. It's toxic, and you, yeah. nor do you want to touch it because you don't want to support give, Russia. You don't want to support Russia. Well, so we don't want to support Putin. Yes, that's true. Like, there are a lot of very good Russian people out there. Putin is not one of them. Just, they're led by P- Putin. Yeah. So Isaac's doing his geography thing now, which um, not only can he, you know, recognize Russia, he can also name all 14 countries that border Russia. But he was oh. like, he was we were talking about it. He's like, why is everybody upset about Russia? Because he, you know, he sees these geography YouTube videos and stuff there, and I'm like, oh, I don't. How am I supposed to explain this to Isaac? Ah, <laughs> uh, Russia's leader is a very bad man who is going insane. I just told him that Russia was trying to be mean to Ukraine. Everyone, yeah, and so a lot of people are unhappy about it, especially you, the Ukrainians. Yeah, but like the. Is he old enough to know about war? I think in a very abstract sense, but I'm not like sure. It, you know, if you want to talk to him about what's going on, it's it's hard to not point out that like Russia is trying to forcibly take over Ukraine mm-hmm. and make their take over their government, and it means that a lot of people are fighting and a lot of people are dying. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough conversation to have with a five-year-old. Yep. So kudos to you. However you end up going about it, kudos to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. At least he, he knows that Russia is, was, did it, you know, and was being mean to Ukraine. That's his, He understands that one. So that's why yeah. everybody is upset at Russia. Yeah. Because Russia is definitely not being nice. Nope. Russia is not being nice, not playing fair. <laughs> So other SpaceX news and yeah. possibly another source of revenue for them. God, another. Mm-hmm. So they, um, these stage one landings are just routine now, right? Yeah. Well, it turns out that on a recent Falcon 9 launch, the first stage included a box that contained two soccer balls. Why? Well, because... The Qatar government partnered with SpaceX and FIFA to give two official FIFA World Cup match balls. A trip to space. A trip to space. So that they can sell them. Yep. For a markup. Because not only are they FIFA World Cup official game balls, they've been to space. Yep. So the SpaceX has now used the Falcon 9's first stage to fly a commercial payload on a suborbital flight. I have issues with this. <laughs> What's your take, Andy? <sighs> Every, it's just a bit ridiculous. A bit? Just a bit? <laughs> yep. Well, well most things with bit. the world, this world, the most of the things with this World Cup have just been ridiculous. Yeah. This World Cup should never have been in Qatar. To, in the first place. Yes, that is an accurate statement. So anything else stemming from this World Cup is just just ridiculousness on top of ridiculousness. And corruption on top of corruption. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, they're uh, looking at what doing what U.S., Mexico, and Canada for the next one. Split Spreading it, be- it out. Splitting it between all three countries in North Just America. General North America. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is that better or worse? I don't know. To me, I always had a... Don't a you cr- want it all in one place? Like, Well, that was the thing here is in Qatar, you could actually reach all eight stadiums because Qatar itself is... It's tiny. It's tiny, yes. How big is Qatar? Very small. 4,468 square miles. So 200 by 200? Yep. Right? Nope. Wrong. 200 by 200 would be 40,000. Oh, 200 by 20 is 4,000. It is 100 miles from the top of the peninsula down to the bottom. So there's there's one dimension right there, 100 miles. And it's 40 miles across. Yep. 40 miles across? Andy, how big is Rhode Island? Uh, sorry, it looks like it is 53 miles across at its widest point, okay. according to Google Maps. All right, so yeah, let me look so at Rhode what's, Island. What's the area of Rhode Island? Hold on. Da, da, da. I thought you were doing all this geography stuff. Shouldn't should we? Yes, know? no, I could tell you exactly where Rhode Island is, and I could oh, tell okay. you that, you know, the capital is Providence, and the largest okay. city is Newport. I don't know its square miles. Well, why not, Andy? That's the next thing you got to start working 1, on. 1,214 square miles. How much? 1,214. Okay. So, Qatar is four times the size of Rhode Island. Hold on, let me get you the next closest are, state. Are you doing math? Okay, I see. You're just looking up the states by their square mileage? Yes. Uh, what is the next smallest state? Is that New Hampshire? Delaware, 2000. Connecticut ah. is 4,845. Delaware is 2,000. Connecticut is 8,000. 4,845. So it's it's the size of Connecticut. Yes. Qatar Qatar is the the size size of Connecticut. Connecticut. So clearly, we just need to host the World Cup in four years in Connecticut. (laughs) How, what is the square mileage of Detroit, the greater Detroit metropolitan area? (sighs) Media... Media size. Urban area, 1,337 square miles. Media area, 3,888 square miles. Just under 4,000. Yes. The, the greater metropolitan Detroit area, which includes things that you would not consider Detroit, right? It includes like Farmington and probably Dearborn. Uh, yeah, Detroit, Warren, Dearborn. Okay. That's a quarter of the size of Qatar. Did I say quarter? No, just under the size. I don't. Yes, remember. just if you if you go out. Numbers to, are hard. If you go out to the combined statistical area, which is the next step up. Yep. Um, Detroit outsizes Qatar. Yes. So yeah. Detroit out to Ann Arbor is bigger I mean, than Detroit to Ann Arbor is a, is a lot of space, but. That is the corner of the state, and that is bigger than Qatar. Yes. 
Yeah, the Detroit, Warren, Ann Arbor combined statistical area is 6,701 square miles. So that's Detroit, Flint, Ann Arbor, Monroe, all uh, down to uh, Adrian. Adrian! I can never hear that city name. (laughs) I'm sure that many people there hate that movie. Probably. So yes, so the south southeast Michigan area is bigger than Qatar, right? So, so yeah, so okay, so you could have let's see, you could have, have soccer at Ford Field, <laughs> soccer at Tiger Stadium. Yep. Uh, uh, let's Joe, see where where the Pistons play. Joe Lewis. Uh, yeah. Well, the Joe Lewis has been torn down. Oh, okay. So wherever the Pistons play at um. Little Caesars Arena. Oh, bullshit. No, they're renaming it if we're doing the World Cup in Michigan. (laughs) No one... We are not playing World Cup soccer in Little Caesars Arena Stadium. Let's see. Did I ever tell you my my favorite sponsor, like, company-sponsored arena? No. What's your favorite company-sponsored arena? It's the HP Pavilion. Oh, (laughs) right, right. Like, come on. Well, what's really funny is they were having an unofficial like naming contest for the Little Caesars Arena and somebody wanted to give it the nickname, the Dojo. Oh, oh, I like that. It works on multiple levels. Yep. That's. I'm not sure. I, like I don't that. remember what one, but I think that was that for me. That was like, yes, that's what you need to call it. You need to call it the dojo and just the dojo because yep. it's the Joe Lewis arena, but not. Yeah. And, and it's made of dough because it's the little Caesars. Yep. I like it a lot. Um, have you seen the various um, snow plows that have been named lately? Oh, yes. No, they're. They- <laughs> People have gone a lot farther than just Plowy McPlowface. So for Minnesota, there's Betty Whiteout. <laughs> Control Salt Delete. Like as as snowplow names, these are fantastic. Um the Big Laplowski, Plowosaurus Rex, Scoop Dog, The Blizzard of Oz, No More Mr. Ice Guy, and Edward Blizzard Hands. Fantastic names for snowplows. However, the Scottish snowplows, have you seen those? No, I just know that, here it is, where is this one? In the, um, uh, MDOT actually has a list of all their snowplow names in Michigan. And there is one named Weird Plow Yankovic. (laughs) That's that's a good one. (laughs) One of them's named Mr. Plow because, of course... Uh, so in Scotland, they're referred to as gritters, G-R-I-T-T-E-R-S. And so you have grit expectations. Uh, you have Sir Grits a lot, Plower o' Scotland, Snokemon Go, uh, Gritalica, Griddle Mix, Gritty Gritty Bang Bang. <clears throat> yep, there's, uh, Alice Scooper. Optimus Plow. Oh my god. Hansel and Griddle. Snowbegone Kenobi. 
Spready Van Halen. Don't flurry be happy. I came, I thaw, I conquered. <laughs> People have some very, very clever snowplow names. I'd and rather I'm be sad. at the beach. <laughs> oh, God. Sled Zeppelin. Hippoplautimus. Oof. Trying to find other good ones. License to chill. Bond is supposed to be Scottish, right? Yes. <clears throat> Robert Burns. Move it, move it. <clears throat> Spray Charles. Push it. Push it real good. Ooh, that's Followed good. by salt and pepper right next to it. <laughs> that's those are both those are good. I still really like sled Zeppelin though. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, topics. We should get back to topics. Well, um, Chinese tried to launch their own methane rocket, like you know SpaceX is trying to do with the uh, Starship. Uh-huh. How'd and, that go? Uh huh. And it did not go well. Did it explode on the pad? No. It it um, the first stage seems to have performed well. Separate. Um, looks like that the second stage caused the problem. An expected burn of the stage thrusters intended to carry the stage and payloads into orbit after a burn by the main engine mm-hmm. did not occur. And of course, the Chinese are not saying anything no, about no, it. No, of course not. I mean, it's an embarrassment and they don't want to be embarrassed. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, so they were trying to do become the first orbital launch of a methane-fueled rocket, just like Vulcan, New Glenn, mm-hmm. Starship. All these, you know, spaceships. Ones that are almost there. Yep. And, yeah, the Chinese uh, did not get it to work. Well, dang. Yep. All right, what else do I got on here? Well, it looks like the Super Nintendo World out in Universal Studios Hollywood Mm -hmm. is going to open on February 17th next year. That's very soon. Yes. February 17th, you say? February 17th next year, over in Universal Studios Hollywood. The Super Nintendo World is going to open up. This is going to be modeled after the <laughs> Super Nintendo World in Osaka, Japan. Yeah. So. I'm, hmm, hmm. I am looking to take a vacation around then. It's going to be packed, right? Yes. Like. Yes, it will be. I will suggest whatever the fast pass is. <laughs> <laughs> the fast pass equivalent. Yes. How I bad think... would it be if Disney had like patented the fast pass? I'm not sure. Granted, <laughs> you know, if if you don't mind, when we went down to the one down in Florida, they had, you know, they had the fast pass line. Uh huh. But then they also had um, single rider lines. So the idea would be that they would stick you in the ride wherever there was a like a single open seat. Yep. So you would ha- you wouldn't you would be in your own separate line that was shorter, and it was it was you know it wasn't as fast as a fast pass, but a couple of times we tried it, it was it was pretty quick. You know, it's it's kind of like the the poor man's fast pass. <coughs> you know, granted you're you're missing some of the because we were doing the Harry Potter rides. We actually went through the line the first time just to get the ambiance. and you know to get the whole setup of the ride and hear the story and you know get in the mood. Get in the mood for a ride? Yes. You know, it's weird. 
It's like the the dragon roller coaster was like, okay, so what's the story behind this dragon roller coaster? Well, okay, so it's the Triwizard Tournament, and they had all the Triwizard Tournament stuff going on, and, you know. I didn't know that these roller coasters had stories. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm used to going to Cedar Point, and Where there's it's just, a roller coaster. There's a roller coaster, yep. Why is there a roller coaster? Because roller coasters are fun. Yep. I don't need a story for a roller coaster. Well, that's the difference between a amusement park and a, a theme, theme park. park. I mean, sure, except like Cedar Point's theme is roller coasters. <clears throat> oh, you can buy a power-up band, which helps you. It's like a one-up. <laughs> yeah. Are the different levels like mushroom, flower, and feather? Um, helps families keep score and unlock extra special interactions with question mark blocks and costume characters around the park. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, especially after it opens, it's going to be just horrible. I remember the uh, the King Kong. Did that just open? Yeah, it was it was literally supposedly a four hour wait to get on the ride. And as we were walking by it, there were people who were getting off the ride and just shouting at everybody else who were walking into the line going, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Don't do it. And we're like, okay, let's uh, let's yeah. go somewhere else. See, the thing is, they were secretly saying that because they wanted everyone to leave the line so that they could go on again. No, I I looked at the when we were at the hotel. I looked up some of the reviews because I guess theme park reviews is a big thing. Yeah, and yeah, everybody there was like, "This was the ride." No, don't don't do it. Uh, let's see. There's going to be a Death Stranding film. Like legit film of was the video death game. Death Stranding or Death Standing? I thought it was Death Stranding. I can never remember. It's Kojima. Yes. Yes, that it's, movie with Kojima. It's and... Kojima. Death Stranding. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, never played it because. I'm sorry, I but if you don't have Norman Reedus actually play his character in the movie, Something is wrong. Oh, right? I mean, contracts, <laughs> cost. Because didn't they do like full motion capture of him for the game? Yeah. So, look, Andy, even if they picked someone else, it's not going to be the worst like casting for a movie, for a video game movie in the last year. Have you seen, or more accurately, listened to the Super Mario movie trailers? Yes. Yes, I know. That's... Yeah, I that's... I was going to give him a chance and be like, man, there's like a lot of hate for him for taking this role. And like, oh shit, no, it's actually, he's he's not doing a good job. That That doesn't sound... There is cognitive dissonance there, and it is going to cause problems. I want that movie to be good, Andy. I want it to be good yep. so bad, and it looks so cool, but it sounds so bad. Well, it could just be like Avatar, The Way of the Water. Everybody says, hey, it looks great. As an actual movie, eh. Does that come out? Yes. Oh, Opening shit. weekend was this weekend. Oh, all right. We'll have to go see that soon. Ooh. Yep. You want to go see a movie on Christmas? Okay. 
I got a shrug. Let me rephrase that. Do you want to go see the new Avatar movie on Christmas? Yes. Okay. I know what I'm doing Christmas Day. It's a Sunday. Well, there you go. Well, speaking of movies and such things there, and uh, Amazon yeah. has, I guess, picked up the rights for 40K. Warhammer 40K. Ooh. Amazon has picked up the rights that will allow them to make films, TV series, and other content. And along so. with that, Henry Cavill has been signed, has been attached as an actor and executive producer. Well, because he also lost, like, the Superman role. Yep. So here's the thing. <clears throat> he lost Witcher to do Superman, then he lost Superman, and he said, well, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to take my toys and do my own thing. Literally his toys. because he's yes, a literally huge his toys. <laughs> he's a huge Warhammer player. Um which which makes sense because the amount of money he's making he can sort of fund the habit. Here's the thing about Warhammer. I don't know that mainstream viewers are ready for it. Well, so like, here's, here's the question though because so yeah. you've had The Witcher, which yeah. everybody seems to have liked. Yeah. Then you which have is dark the, but not yeah, like super yeah, yeah. dark. But then you also have the adaptations of Lord of the Rings and The Wheel of Time, both of which have not gone over. Oh, I mean, Wheel of Time was fairly successful, and the new Lord of the Rings is doing just fine. Okay. Uh, one question. Is this for Warhammer or Warhammer 40K? I do believe... Let me look at the Warhammer community lists. Warhammer 40K Dream yes. Project. Okay. So here's the thing with Warhammer 40k. All right. Game of Thrones is guy it's it's fantasy with a little bit of like grim reality in it, right? Like oh my god, people are dying and like okay, like there's like shit's not great. Like it's 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 kind of dark. Yeah? Did you watch or read Game of Thrones, Andy? Nope. Okay. Never mind. I need a different comparison. I don't know if there is a comparison. Warhammer 40k defined a new genre called Grim Dark Future. I don't know that the mainstream is ready for a 40k setting. Shit be bad in 40k. Like, real bad. I'm excited for it. Like, I've started to get into 40k's lore recently, but like, there's four great evil powers... They are, like, they're demons. They are friggin' demons. They are, they are, they are the embodiment of, like, battle and death, the embodiment of plague, the, like, is the four horsemen. But instead of, let's see, there's war, disease, that's two of the horsemen. One of the four horsemen is death, and this one, it's, like, sex. Um, it's just, it's, it's a really nasty universe. Like, it's, it's, everything is falling apart there are no heroes i think that's the best way to say it in 40k there are no heroes everyone is bad <clears throat> okay well we'll have to yeah, see even, what happens even in this article the franchise is the definition of grimdark painting a picture of a universe in which billions toil to serve a god emperor and vast brutal warfare 
We'll see what happens. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see if the project gets greenlit. We'll see what the what part of the universe this takes place in. But damn, it's like it's gonna get creamed one way or the other. Either they're going to do it well and accurate, and the general public is going to say, "What the." fuck is this or they're gonna tone it down and all the warhammer fans are gonna go what the fuck is this we'll just have to see yeah artemis returned and splashed down yep we made it around the moon you know that lunar conspiracy people (laughs) are you gonna doubt that we went on this one too almost 50 years to the day of the uh last Oh, Orion's return to Earth came 50 years to the day after the um, Apollo 17 mission landed on the moon. So it took us 50 years to finally get something back out there. And then, you know, of course, Artemis 2 is probably going to be 2024, I'm guessing. (laughs) Sorry. I just think they made such a big deal about getting this thing launched, and the next one isn't for another two years. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Launch date planned May 2024. Artemis 2, Electric Boogaloo, this time with people. I'm not sure I'd want to be on that rocket. (laughs) 10-day mission to be trapped in that little tiny capsule. Well, not little tiny, but still tiny it, for for 10 days it's a tiny capsule yes let's be honest for 10 days your house would be a tiny capsule imagine being in your house and not being able to leave for 10 days the habitable space the volume is nine cubic meters yep that's all you get nine cubic meters of space Three by three by three? I mean, it's 100 cubic feet. 316 cubic feet. What? Three by three by three. Yes. It's not three by three by three. It's three by three by one. So it's nine by nine by three, or more likely 10 by 10 by three. So 300. Hey, volume is in three dimensions, kids, (laughs) not two. Wow, Dave in the math today. I'm... So out of it, man. I don't know what's going on. I cannot do math today. I cannot remember numbers today. I it is it is becoming problematic. Well, luckily, it is the end of the day. Yep. Once we are done with this, you can just go, go, to, go to bed. Get a drink. Hopefully... And go get ready for bed. Yep. <clears throat> um. I blame my dwarfs. I don't know how to take that. I've been playing a lot of dwarf fortress today. Ah, okay. And my brain hurts having to try to think in three dimensions when you can only see a 2D slice. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, one thing I want to point out uh, before we go to the random reviews mm-hmm. is Dell has updated their Concept Luna laptop. So, the idea of this laptop is to have it be f- completely dismantleable and field repairable without any tools. The Dell rep was able to basically field strip this laptop in under 60 seconds. Like straight out to parts? Yes. <clears throat> no screws. No screws. I thoroughly approve. <laughs> Having 
dealt with Dell laptops and frick trying to replace the battery on my MSI laptop. Yep. I also thoroughly approve. Here's here's my question though. Am I going to like be walking down at work and I slide like I slip on a patch of ice or I slide on a patch of ice and I recover, but oh no, I dropped my laptop and now it's everywhere. Like what's the fall rating of these things? I don't know. That would be an excellent <laughs> collect. The, the the laptop has no cables connecting the battery. All the modules are pop out, no cables, adhesives, or any other type of connectors. So this thing can be completely taken apart, which their idea is the fact that, you know, you can just send this thing to a couple of robot factory arms and they can just, you know, take it all apart. Yep. Recycle whatever parts are needed to be, you know, can be recycled. What stuff, you know, needs to be repurposed with all the other Stuff that, yeah, if a robot doesn't have to deal with screws. Yep. Huh. Apparently Bioshock is coming to Netflix while we're talking about dark video games being made into movies. Which, the original Bioshock was fine. Bioshock 2, eh. And then it's just, it went off the rails after Bioshock 2. So, we'll see. All right, anything else you want to talk about, or should we hit the randoms? Oh, we can hit the randoms. All right. Random review. It's my review this week. Um, So I had talked last time about the app called, what was the app called? Number Number Match? Match. Yes. Yep, which I've been playing a crap ton of. Yep. Um, Well, (laughs) I found out that these guys had done a uh, Sudoku-type game but Sudoku with a twist. And so I grabbed that game as well, because why not? So Mm -hmm. it's supposedly like your normal Sudoku, but it's like Sudoku and Ken Ken combined. Oh, I do enjoy Ken Kens. So you don't have to worry about multiplication or division or whatever all the different variants are of this one. So the idea is, yeah, you got your Sudoku grid, still, you know, nine by nine, Still, you know, broken into nine groups of nine. Mm -hmm. So it's still your regular Sudoku, but they also have the cages like you do in Ken Ken with a little number in the upper left corner. And that number tells you the total for that cage. All the things in the cage. Yes. So if it was just two squares and your total was 17, then you have to know that one of them is going to be a nine and one of them is going to be an eight. Yep. But, you know, if it's two squares and it's a 10, it could be a 1 and a 9, it could be a 2 and an 8, a 3 and a 7, a 4 and a 6. And these cages can actually go beyond between the groups of 9s. Okay. So, you know, it could be, it could span across different, you know, little Sudoku grid areas. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's fun. It's, yeah, it's Sudoku with a Ken Ken sort of twist to it. Now, is it Sudoku puzzles that would be impossible without doing the Ken Ken part? They can be. They 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 have different difficulty levels. So some of the uh, the hard ones are pretty hard. That I I had to um, yeah the expert ones. You have to you look at this grid and there are no numbers on the expert grid. 
<laughs> you only get cages to start out. That's actually awesome. And I'm looking here going, okay, some of these I can, you know, I'm looking at this and I see a, I see a two grid that's a 17. So I know one of those has to be a nine. One of those has to be an eight. Yeah. And so then in that square, you have the nine and eight taken care of or in that row or in that column. Yep. And so then you have to go look at the other cages knowing that, the yeah, that's awesome. I like it. All right. So yes, it's it's just like the other one. So it technically is a free app, but they have the ad injections in there. Also, you know, if you try and use a hint, they will also, you know, have you force you to watch an ad. But, you know, hints suck. Yes, which it's I don't really use the hints, but... Um, when I was playing, it would still just randomly jump to an ad during the middle of my game, which just kind of threw me off. And I've got enough Google funny money to just pay for the ad removal. So, and just like just like the number match, they have different events. Like right now, a Christmas of Christmas event is going on, so you can unlock the postcards and that sort of fun little bits. Yeah, I but, do not care about that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they have the they have the daily. <laughs> The daily challenges, and then you can also, you know, just do different Sudoku games at different difficulty levels. So it's fun. I like it. You know, it, it's 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 a Sudoku, but then it's a Sudoku with a very big twist. Yeah. So there you go, Killer Sudoku. Okay. So, random topic. Yes, sir. Rolled ahead of time. When was the last time that you immediately regretted something that you said? Last week. I'm not saying what it is. Oh, okay. If you're waiting for that, no. But last week. I'm trying to think of when. It was probably sometime within the last (laughs) year, and it was probably to Isaac. (laughs) But I don't remember the exact time because I, I know I probably did. I probably said something. If I remember correctly, I, I snapped a little bit to Isaac, and just that look on his face was just Aww. like, "Yep." And then I was like, "Ooh, sorry, bud. I did not mean to do." All right, all right, come here. We're Aww. gonna we're gonna hug this one out and talk about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. That one was just like one of those things. It's like, "Oh, I did should not have done that." try and walk this back as best as I can. Talk through it. Yep. Everyone's human. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's okay to have feelings. You just have mm-hmm. to, you know, understand the feelings and deal with them in a productive manner. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly when it was, but it was most likely sometime within the last, I'd say, six months or so, and it was two Isaac. So. All right. Well. So, yes, that was... That's that's what I got for that one. There you go. All right. Well, on that uh, short little random topic notes. A lot faster than our previous ones. Yep. <laughs> this is not a what is the most influential <laughs> game console of all history. Right. <laughs> it's a half hour conversation. This one is much shorter, much, but that's better because it's 12.01 and I'd love to go to bed. Sounds good. So uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.
Thank you.